make. All right. So, last time we left, everybody, there was a couple seconds left in the game, and we were down by nine, and we're like, all right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, what the hell happened after we got off there? Bertans almost made a four-point play that would have made this game even closer. He made two of the free throws, so we could have put up two more points there. And we cut could it have. Two. We had it down to one possession. Not for long, but... Embiid kept knocking down his free throws, but we were like right there, dude. We were. I mean, I I gotta say is that I I was, um, I was shook last night by the way these guys played in the last ninety seconds of the game. Uh, so Mark and I were talking just before uh, we got on here, and I said to Mark, I said, um, man, we got off too early. We got off way too early. We almost missed a big game, and I was like, one of these people, they're gonna miss one of these games because that was our warning shot. Down by nine with one minute to go, one minute and 30 seconds to go is not enough, not enough space to beat the Thunder. And when you play a team like the 76ers that got a bench, that has the, the structure in there that is there to, um, to finish games, that's great. But when we play against a team that's not ready to finish games, that does not have uh, finishers out there like Embiid hitting the free throws, then we're going to be running up against um, a team that we can beat in the last 90 seconds, even down by nine. And that's uh, the beautiful thing I just learned. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think we're kind of tired. You know, holidays and distractions and mm. a million things going on right now. Um, but, and, you know, we kind of checked out right at the end. We, but there were some things that happened special that even without the win, we should yeah. have celebrated. And I kind of feel guilty about that. So let's celebrate it now. Well, yeah, obviously, Shay and Chet both put up 30-point games. Yeah, um, sick, bro. Second time I, this season. Shea had three steals, and I think Chet had three blocks. Um, uh, uh, yeah, two steals and three blocks, yep. I, I just I have this sense of, like, a special thing happening right now um, that's really impossible to define. Um, a rookie going out there and putting up 30 points and having a teammate he's putting up 30 points with hmm. um, kind of gets me a little Tim Duncan, um, Dave Robinson vibes. Can you think of sure. another example where there's a, two guys who could put up 30 in a game, and one of them was a rookie. I mean, yeah. Um, hmm. There's been a couple times in, throughout the history of the game that we've been able to see uh, two players like this be on the same team. But let me just say this is that um, the last time I've seen a, 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 a post player and a guy that's 6'6", that can play shooting guard, point guard, small forward, whatever, um, I got to go back uh, just a few years, not too crazy. Um, but I got to go back to the Los Angeles Lakers and Kobe Bryant yeah. and Shaquille O'Neal. And that to me is where this team is heading. And I think that's what is so exciting is that people are like, oh, well, you can't um, you can't um, compare Kobe and, and Shea and you can't compare Chet and um, Shaq. They're different times in their lives. You're right. But do I think that uh, uh, Chet is going to impact the game like Shaq did? Um, throughout his career, like, you know, mid-20s? Yeah, I do, actually. I think Chet is going to be that dominant of a player. Do I think that Shea can be a scorer like Kobe was um, during that time and that run? Hell yeah, I do. Do I think that they can win three championships together? Fuck yes. So where does that put this team? Chet? Shea? Shaq? Kobe? I mean, come on, guys. What, what was stopping Chet from going for 40 last night? Um, straight up, uh, 32 minutes of play. I mean, and I mean even like, so, I, I, he's I, never going to get 37, 40 minutes a game in this season. That's just not his game. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, but like, even with that, you don't see like this element of Chet that says, um, we should we should start putting a, a cap on his game. Uh, do you know how many threes he shot last night? Tell me. Eleven. So when you Wait, look at have it, you seen a rookie anywhere close to seven foot ever shoot eleven three three pointers? And what not just percentage shoot. Did he, shoot? he shot just under fifty percent. Five for eleven. I mean like well, bro, this is this is insane. So this comes back to something I was saying the other day, or really I'm just copying what co- I heard Coach say, which was it comes down to how we as a team figure out how to use him. That's it. I mean, like, we, we don't know what he's capable of. But he goes out there against the MVP, the reigning MVP, and goes toe-to-toe in every sense of the way. Yeah, like, we were outmatched in the sense mm-hmm. of their role players are professional journeyman role players and our role players are figuring out how to take punches from big bullies and i think we figured out how to stand in there by the end but um, we felt the same thing against the nuggets like these teams are at their peak of their game and they know what they have to do to a young team and they crack the boards hard and it's extremely frustrating to play with them against them they get calls because they're respected and we don't because we're not but in the end, what Chet and what Shea did, going toe-to-toe mm. with that team, you mix in a little J-Will, you mix in some Isaiah Joe, and you just, like, you want to give the team a hug, man. You, I have a sense that this, I told you before we came into this little stretch that the Sixers game made me the most worried. Uh, I think you can see why. Now we have some really tough games coming up, but for me, what I really feel like is this team is about to enter a new phase of being locked in. Mm. Like. This loss is going to push us to tapes. They're going to push us in practice. We're going to come back. We have two days before the next game. And we're going to come out a different level, not just than what we've played all season, but a different level than any other team in the NBA. We're ready to take that next step. I know it. I see it in these guys. And when they do, there's glimpses. Like Nobody can stop us except for ourselves. Well, I want to talk about the differences in the game to why I feel like we lost this game. All right. And there's two reasons that are the main factors and why we lost the game. Um, One, um, let's go for easy picking. Um, Embiid shot 21 free throws on the night. Our team shot 26 free throws on the night. That's unacceptable when they shoot 47 free throws. They shot more free throws than three pointers, guys. The, the, The refs just handed them the fucking game. We lost the game by four points and we missed three of our four free throws in the fourth quarter. Fucking unacceptable. So there's certain things that we need to do better right there. Free throws is one of them. Second of all, J-Dub in this game scores 25 points. 25 fucking points. Dominates the boards, dominates everything. We win this game by 20 points, my opinion, 20 points, if J-Dub plays. And I want to make sure I reiterate that J-Dub is a difference maker, and we're seeing what happens when we don't have J-Dub in the game. And that is the two reasons I felt we lost last night. We we can say offensive boards. But guys, we only lost the offensive boards by like three or four offensive boards. You know, that to me was a non-factor in this game. There was too many other glaring issues, and those are the two ones I saw. As much as this, like not having J-Dub absolutely did affect the game, the, how you learned that J-Dub was capable of doing what he was last year, right, was because when guys went down, he stepped into the role. And 
there's other guys that need to step up. We, we've seen big moments from big pl- big players, um, bench players coming in in big moments. I think that there's more on that bench than we can go to. Coach Degnall is digging deep. He's, he's giving Uzman Jang moments. He's giving guys opportunities who have been proving themselves in practice. But right mm. now, um, you know, I w- Kaysen started the game, and then Jay Will started the second half. I think yeah. that kind of says something like about the search without J-Dub. If we can fill that hole while J-Dub's gone, then we'll be a better team for it. Well, speaking of better team, you know why I know we're a better team? I know we're a better team is because our home record is five and four. Yeah. We've lost five games, guys. Four of those losses have come at home. If we're a better away team than we are a home team, eventually we're going to figure out how to win home games and use that crowd as an advantage. And when that happens, it's fucking over. Yeah, I mean, look at who we've lost to at home. We lost to the Warriors when, you know, with a really great shot by Steph that was, you know, cheated by Draymond there, but whatever, we'll drop that one. We lost to the Nuggets, the champs, opening night. Now we've lost to the Sixers, who have the MVP. So those are three of the losses that you can look at and say, like, absolutely, we are playing elite teams, and we're going toe-to-toe with them. Pelicans Um, is the other one, man. Yeah, the Pelicans one hurt for sure, but. We know, like, from the playing, the Pelicans are a good team, and they had something to prove after we knocked them out at their home last year. But I just feel like this is such a great growth opportunity because we don't know where this is going to go. We don't know who's going to step up next. We don't know who's going to figure out how to play in this moment at at the as the noise gets louder. But like sometimes distractions, like we say this all the time, man. Like pressure in this postseason, especially can do two things man it can bring your team together or it can cause them to splinter and right now there's so much noise going on there's so many distractions and this team is going to find a way to band together in a deeper way than they could have ever if they just were off you know hanging out and doing whatever so this time for the next month is so critical if we can keep our head above water as this goes on we're going to find a way to catch the momentum and the wind will be at our back you know, in 2024. And I'm really fucking pumped up about that. Yeah. And I, right now, like I, you know, the way that we finished the game last night, um, it tells me the heart, the passions there, the desire to win. The coaching staff was on, on, on fleek last night. These guys are ready to go. So for me, I'm looking at this and saying, uh, why can't it be this year? If injuries don't happen and everybody can stay healthy, why can't it be fucking this year? This team is good enough. We've seen what happens when these, this team plays against the best in the NBA. And the 76ers is one of the best teams. I, I'm serious. I'm circling them, and I'm saying they're the contender for the East. If it's going to be another team from the East, you got to look at the Celtics. But it's those two teams in the East that I think they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And if we're doing that to an Eastern Conference team, scoring 120-something points on them, you know, Chet's going off on them, uh, Shea's going off on them, like you got to take a step back and say, okay, this team's for real. This team, the 76ers are a great defensive team, and we just carved their asses up. And I think that's one of the things that I get excited about in the future, future of this team. Yeah, so I'll ask you, because based on you know, what I think I have observed from the league, um, what's it going to take? Because for me, like, if Chet gets to the point where he can play like he did last night, game in and game out, like, yeah, it could be this year. So what's it going to take for Chet to get to the point where he can average say, 24 points a game. What's it going to take? 30 minutes a game. 
If he can put 30 minutes a game out there, then he's going to be able to put up 24 points a game. This so, young man is ready to go, man. But, okay, as rookies go, consistency is the hardest element. So, like, you think he's already ready to be that level of consistent? I'm not only... I, dude, I'm a like I, if if I was if I was Sam Presti and if I was uh, Coach Mark, I would be saying this at this moment: give him the ball, put him in for thirty minutes a game, because I trust it. I trust the process. I trust the the stuff that's happened. And if you look at what J Dub's able to do on a regular basis and how he was able to dominate last year, why wouldn't Chet be able to do the same? You know, we're past that ten game mark. You know, that ten game mark is is strictly there to see what your player can do. Okay, you can do more. Here's the ball more. Yeah. Do more shit. Yeah. Shoot five for 11 from three-point range. Like, do whatever the fuck you want now. Chet, you've got it, buddy. It's your basketball. It's your court. And guess what? Chet goes off for 33, and Shea has a quiet night for 31. Jesus fucking Christ, bro. Like, do we even know how good te- this team is going to be when it's all clicking? We don't. So anybody yeah. that's out there saying, no, 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 you guys are too early. You guys are too early saying that this team could be special this year and, and could win something. Too early? Too early, my fucking ass. Wake up, smell the coffee, and recognize one thing, guys. This Oklahoma City Thunder team is for real. And all the distractions that are around the team right now and seeing what they did last night to keep focused should tell you one fucking thing. Don't turn off the TV. Stay tuned. And whatever you do, don't bet against this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Bada bing, bada boom. See you next time.